Hi, and welcome to the Nook Podcast, hosted by the Nook Online, a base camp for women on the rise. I'm Noah. And I'm Kim. Nook for short. The Nook is a membership-based community for women around the world to connect, uplift, educate, and empower one another. It's a place for us to pause and catch our breath. Each week on this podcast, we'll be having meaningful discussions with some incredible experts within our community on multifaceted subjects ranging from leadership and entrepreneurship to wellness and relationships. Our hope is that these conversations will spark some fire in your soul, help you live on purpose, live wholeheartedly, and ultimately be in the driver's seat of your life. Joining us this week is Denise Hamilton, the founder of WatchHerWork.com. Denise launched WatchHerWork to leverage the wisdom and experience of successful female leaders to close the achievement gap between men and women in this country. Denise brings 25 years of executive professional experience in Fortune 100 companies, small businesses, and educational institutions. Denise is a highly sought-after speaker and executive coach. Her diverse experience uniquely qualifies her to speak to the varied issues and challenges facing the modern woman, as well as provide strategic counsel to corporations large and small. Thank you so much for being here, Denise. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. We're thrilled to have you. So can you tell us a little bit about Watch Her Work? How did you come up with the concept and um, how does it work? Well, essentially what Watch Her Work is, is a digital learning platform. Um, um, at the root of it, I started Watch Her Work to solve my own problem. I had been an executive in many different iterations, whether in corporate America, at companies like AOL and CBRE, um, in entrepreneurial pursuits. I had just done a lot of different things. And there's so many different times I was the only woman or the only African-American in these different environments. So naturally, you become kind of a lightning rod for mentees. Everybody wants to take you to lunch to pick your brain. Can we, you know, and, and I love, I love helping, but I can't drink coffee 10 times a day. (laughs) So it just occurred to me too, that my other friends in the same space were feeling all of this guilt around like, how do we help? How do we give back? How do we share information in a way that, you know, is respectful of our time and also useful, right? Like, I think that there's a just-in-time nature of good advice that is super important. You know, if I'm asking for a raise tomorrow, I need to talk to somebody today or get some advice right now. And, and you know, the CEO of your company is not on your beck and call. You know, if I cry at work today, I have to go to work tomorrow. What do I do? Do I go office to office and apologize? Do I act like nothing happened? Do I just take the day off? Like, what do I do? And so it occurred to me that there needed to be a scaling of wisdom, you know, creating this democratization of access to these great, smart women who, quite frankly, they just don't have the bandwidth to mentor a thousand women a week. So how do we scale mentorship? Um, And so I just turned on the camera because I knew the women, I knew they were smart. I knew they had great advice. I knew who I would call when I needed, you know, some guidance on a different situation. And um, I started filming them and, you know, six or 7,000 videos later, here we are. 
Wow. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been quite a journey. And everything from, you know, how to ask for a raise, how to fundraise, all the way to caring for aging parents. You know, I've got two brothers. Nobody thinks that they're going to care for my mom as she ages. I could be president of the United States and I would still have that responsibility. So we really wanted to tackle the issues that really impact women that work their actual lives. You know, the things that really make work harder than it is for everyone else. And so um, that's what we started doing. And, you know, the other piece of it, when I talk about democratization, that's so important to me is, uh, um, you know, I'm like, like you guys, I'm not on a coast. I'm in um, Houston, Texas. And because you're born in Houston or Boise, Idaho, or, um, you know, Salt Lake City, it doesn't mean you're not ambitious. And so much of the content around professional advice was only New York or LA based. Um, so I thought it was really important to create a true democratization. Just because you grew up poor, just because you're, um, you are from a particular community, it, like, it doesn't mean that you don't need mentorship and support. So my goal was you can't find one mentor, don't worry, I'm gonna give you hundreds. Oh, I love it. That's, that's amazing. Um, so can anyone join it? How, how does someone get involved? How do they, how do they, yeah, connect with? So essentially we made a decision, um, uh, kind of soon in our process that what was the, what was the root of what we were trying to do? Um, and the root was we wanted to change the world by virtue of creating real access to information. So I took it from behind the paywall. I, if you go to my site, the videos are there. They're available. They're free. We are building courses. We have a, um, a library of courses that we're developing now that are based on the content. But if you need that help, Watch Your Work is there for you. Um, and it's available and accessible. Um, you know, that's a risky model. I, I get challenged on it daily. But um, I really believe that... Um, if you're doing good work and you're putting good content in the world, the, the, the revenue model is gonna evolve and be fine. And so largely we do most of our work with corporate clients um, based on the content, based on the library, but the library is available for you know, anyone to go check out at, um, at washerwork.com. Awesome, such a great concept. I mean, I think it's an important concept and a clever concept. So I applaud you for building it. And I, I'm so excited to see it evolve. Um, so, you know, you talked a little bit about democratization and, mm -hmm. you know, for women who, you know, maybe don't live in, you know, a massive city or, you know, we're we're born with um, not the same privileges as others. You know, how do you, you know, we, we believe in um, the power of connection at the Nook. And part of that is, you know, building your network in a really meaningful way, you know, the, the importance of human relationships. But, you know, how do you think someone who, you know, has those circumstances um, can, or, and even women who do live in, you know, LA mm -hmm. and New York and San Francisco that, you know, maybe just don't know a ton of people. How do you think people can go about um, building their network in a really meaningful way? 
Well, I think that um, it is the most important thing to your career. Like really, I, I think very few other things are as impactful as your professional network. I personally have never applied for a job that I have. I've been recruited for every single job I've ever had. Um, and it's because I've focused throughout my life on building really powerful, great relationships because that's where the good stuff is. You know, people speaking about you when you're not in the room. And so let's say you're starting from ground zero. You know, you're, you, you don't have a great network. You're stepping into the space and you're trying to figure out how to build it. I think the first thing to do is let's talk about the current people in your environment. Let's stop networking and start building a network. And those are two different tasks. Stop collecting business cards. You could wallpaper your house with the business cards that you're collecting all these events. Let's stop doing that. Let's look for deeper relationships. What's the follow-up? What's the connection? What's the ask? And I use the word ask. You build relationships by creating reciprocity. We're afraid to ask people for anything. We're afraid to say, hey, let's grab a coffee. Hey, I'm trying to get onto this organization. Could I share my resume with you? Um, hi, would you like to be a part of this effort that I'm involved in and with a nonprofit or with a different organization? There's so many different ways to create relationship, but the, the foundation of it is you have to put forth that effort and that requires investing, putting something of yourself out, right? Exposing yourself either by giving something or by asking for something. And we're hesitant to do that. So I think that's the first place to kind of begin. You have a network right now. Do you tap it? I'm always amazed by women who sit on boards or are on PTOs or in different um, volunteer activities. And then they need something. And I, and I ask them, well, aren't you on a board with, with Lisa? Can't she help you with that? Oh, I would never ask her. I would <laughs> never ask her to do that. Well, what have you been on this board for three years for? Like people, we kind of get really self-conscious about these things being transactional, being seen as a user or a taker. And the world is a transactional place. I want to know, you know, this is going to be a revolutionary concept. It's really harsh, but this is how Denise Hamilton lives her life. <laughs> I, grade, I grade and evaluate every relationship on a scale of one to 10. And it's okay if you and I are both at a two or are both at a five or are both at a nine. Where we have problems is where you're at a two and I'm at an eight. I'm giving, 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 giving. You can call me from jail. I'll come get you. You mm -hmm. could, you know, but if I ask you for anything, you're just too busy. You just can't figure out how to make it happen. I think building a network starts with really leveraging the relationships that you already have and having the courage to ask for help. Give people a chance to show up for you. Then you'll know what you really have and it's a great springboard to start. Then once you kind of got that under control, moving on to new people, what is your value add? I don't know about you, I am crazy busy. I don't have time to see people I love and adore and, and you know, like some of us don't get to see our kids as much as we'd like. We don't get to spend time with our parents or um, other loved ones. And you're saying, hey, I would like to take some of your time, Denise. Well, why? Tell me why I'm giving you some of my time. I'm happy to do it if, you know, I have a desire to give back, 
But when you come to me, you're asking me questions you could have Googled, right? Like you're not even prepared to talk to me. Um, value the time of people you're trying to build a relationship with. Organize yourself, do your research, collect all of your information so that when you're coming to me, you really are tight and focused and you make the highest and best use of the time that we have together. If you get me trapped in an elevator for three minutes, what would you ask? You know, take the time to figure those things out. Um, and then you talk about like building relationships or, that are peer relationships, right? I think everybody's obsessed with finding a mentor. We need to be more obsessed with finding peers. Peers that you align with and you're going to come up with, they're fighting the same battles that you're fighting. They're, they're, they're slaying the same dragons that you're slaying. Those are the ones that are really going to have the time and the inclination to really spend time with you. And you're going to learn because you're in the same fight together. But sometimes we overlook that chasing the biggest title and the biggest, most famous person. Um, build the relationships among your cohort in a way that's positive. And part of that is giving, is being open, is being willing to share some information, is being willing to um, do that favor. Um, and sometimes we're so nervous about being taken advantage of, but that, that we're so guarded and we're overly careful, you know? And I think you have to extend a little bit of yourself to be able to build a really great relationship. That's wow. fantastic <laughs> advice. Um, I, I really, really like that. So you're obviously a female founded and run business. And I would love to hear your thoughts on if you think that there should be more female run brands out in the world and companies and why. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what, what, why do you think it's important to actually have I was like, is this a trick question? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's important because, uh, you know, we're more than half of the population and we have a unique perspective, right? I mean, the bottom line, when I think about diversity, I don't even use that word diversity anymore. I just think it's the future of work. You know, you have all these different people that have different perspectives and different experiences, and you've got to create a way to allow them to be fully realized. And there's money to be made in that. I mean, we control what 80% of discretionary spending in this country. It makes just basic sense that we should be um, the vast majority of business owners. And, you know, the, the challenge that, that I think I hope to see changed in my lifetime is that we have more women owned businesses that get above the one and 10 and $20 million mark. Right. Mm -hmm. The question is not, should we have more, we should have more that are making a killing and how do we figure that out? And I think part of that goes back to the original question is, building networks, leveraging relationships, like working together. We're all stronger together than we are apart. Um, and I think that's the, the, the kind of the origin of women. We have an oral tradition of sharing best practices. You know, that's why you stop that woman in the mall and say, Hey, where did you get that scarf? Right. Because she's going to tell you, right. Like that's, and that's how we all get better. So I, I personally work really hard to share with and support other women-owned businesses because it's in my own best interest. The more of us there are, the more powerful you, we are, the more successful we're all gonna be. Um, our, our, 
our legacies are there. It's all tied together in my estimation. So I need as many women to win as possible. Creates the stage for me. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned, um, a line, which I think I want to put on a t-shirt, but, um, <laughs> chasing dragons together. Um, and it got me thinking about, um, uh, a word you've also mentioned of this idea of collaboration. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, I think, um, collaboration is such a undervalued term in today's business world. And I think as more and more women are coming to, um, you know, more and more women are founding businesses. There's more opportunity for collaboration. What are your thoughts on collaboration versus competition? I think that um, collaboration is how everyone else does it. It's how the guys do it. You know, we, we try to sometimes think of um, collaboration as a female quality. And I don't really think it is. I have worked in offices with guys that were the most underwhelming people I have ever met. <laughs> right. But they've got these amazing jobs and these amazing books of business. You know why? Because the guys help each other. They put each other on deals. They invite each other into different um, projects that they're working on. They help their buddies. Right. And I think that women we don't tend to, to deepen relationships professionally the way the guys do. We don't necessarily, you know, we're, I think, more merit-based, which is really interesting, but we are. We tend to think in a more merit-based kind of thought process. And I think the guys are like, that's my buddy, Jim. I'm going to help him. And that's a really different approach. And I think that more of us need to take that approach of, I'm going to make sure that she's successful. Um, you know, I remember I'm, I'm Jamaican. I grew up in, um, I was born in Jamaica, but grew up in New York. And I remember my mother waking us up and all of us driving all the way up to the Bronx in 15 degree weather. Um, because, you know, Sarah opened up a restaurant and we all have to go and support her. Like I, I, my culture is extremely collaborative and extremely supportive. Um, and I think there's some there's something really amazing about that. So sometimes people say, well, I mean, I'm not going to support her just because she's a woman. I'm like, I am. Mm -hmm. That's, that's perfectly fine for me. You know how many guys I know that get stuff just because they're a guy. It happens all the time. And um, so I'm really totally fine um, with taking back and activating collaboration in a way that benefits us instead of costs us. Um, you know, it, you see this a lot in, um, in when you're bidding like government projects and, um, and some of the cities and state government projects, you know, and the deals when it hits the, when the RFP actually comes out in the paper, that deal was given away six months ago because mm -hmm. of the cronyism and the backdoor stuff that's happening, you know, that you don't even know about. How do we get in the know? You know, where, where I really, um, challenge women is. I want you to collaborate, but I don't want you to be naive. And that's a big, that's a really important factor. Like people are people just because they're women doesn't mean they won't be dishonest or they won't cheat or they won't have, you know, you have to be open and, you know, alert to that, but give people the benefit of the doubt, like try it before you decide that they're shady or you need to be super duper careful about everything around every corner. Just be alert, be vigilant, 
but if you can collaborate um what's what's the african proverb if you want to go um a distance go alone if you want to go far go together i really believe that i think that's just it's it's how we're all gonna do that's gonna go on the back of my shirt Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i think we'll just have slogans all over your shirt by the time this yes Yes, your thinking on this is exactly where we come from at the nook where it's let's support other women and their businesses and you know we want everybody to be more profitable and successful in what they do and so i just i love your thoughts on that because we definitely adhere that um what i would love to know what your thoughts you've you've talked about um networking and you obviously created watch her work as a way to help mentor but what are your thoughts on both stepping up personally and encouraging women to step up but then also that reaching down i'm a big believer in stepping up uh it's probably the, the 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 vein of all of my work one of the challenges that I think we have, women in the workforce, women in, in entrepreneurship, the challenge that we have is we're not always given honest feedback that really pushes us to be greater. I'll give you, I'll give you a really quick, great example. My husband runs an engineering firm and he um, hired a, an assistant. And I mean, like third or fourth day in, she is having relationship problems with her child's father and she's going desk to desk telling people what's going on and um just way inappropriate too personal no boundaries um so my husband comes home and he was so on edge like he was so upset about it and i and i i thought wow this is like a i feel like i'm looking at a a a zoo creature because I get to study this like in a in real <laughs> life. It was like a science experiment. And I was like, tell me like what your emotion is. And he said, I think I have to fire her. And I was like, whoa, like, okay, what makes you feel like that? And he said, she doesn't have boundaries four or five days in. Like I can't, I as a man can't have a, a female in my office that doesn't have good personal boundaries if she's if she's already making these mistakes like where does this escalate to and he was legitimately honestly nervous about it and it really struck me he wasn't gonna coach her in a way he's afraid of her he's afraid of coaching her because he's gonna say the wrong thing if this is about her personal life are you uncaring that she's having these problems like he did it he literally did not know how to manage this inappropriate expression of personal business in the office. And so I coached him and I said, don't give up on her. Like call her down to the, the cafeteria. Like you guys sit and talk. And I helped him think through like talking points to discuss with her about this issue. Well, they had the conversation. She was completely receptive, completely apologetic, completely 180 turned around and went on to be one of his best employees. Wow. So now what is the lesson that I take from that? Make sure you're coachable. Make sure you're approachable. Make sure you are the kind of person that somebody can tell you when things aren't going right and you're not doing things in the way that is appropriate. And I don't know that we always create that. 
Um, I think that there's a rah, 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 women are great energy right now that I'm here for. Let's be very clear about it. I'm all here for it. But I think that also needs to be coupled with be about your business and make sure you're doing what you've got to get done and create real opportunities for people to give you legitimate feedback that's going to help you grow. Now, I believe there's two types of people in this world, creators and critics. So I'm not saying, you know, like open yourself up for every person who never created anything in their life to come and tell you what you need to do with your project. Like, that's definitely not what I'm saying. But what I am saying, make sure you are creating a path to get really good constructive feedback that's going to help you to grow and help you to be better. Um, that's leveling up to me. Um, because if we have, think of going back to my husband's assistant, if he had fired her, she doesn't even really understand what the behavior or the problem is. She moves to the next job. Nobody tells her she moves to the next job. No, she's 35 and she doesn't know why she's stuck. And she literally doesn't even have an idea. You know, like we have to develop each other and help each other to grow. And that's, when you talk about collaboration and really powerful relationships, I think that's a part of it. You know, um, as you as as you guys um, build alliances, as I build alliances, as we work together and do other things, like it's great to have a great tribe of women that are like, "Hey, you did this. It really would have been great if you had done that as well," and to create a space that you're really receptive to that. So that to me is is the leveling up discussion i think it's super important amazing that woman is lucky to uh, have you in her life by six degrees of separation <laughs> or by two degrees of separation but should i, I say yeah i think that's a super important point that we all need to be responsible for our own actions and be open mm. but also take that responsibility on to not just dismiss people but to to coach others and to absolutely really important feedback. Yeah. Cause sometimes yeah, yeah. it is easier, right. To just say, Oh, I'm just let's, yeah, let's fire that person or let's just move on. But to, to work through that relationship challenge, whatever little or big might be is, is a really important thing. And That's even if you fire them, tell them the truth, right? Yeah. Like give that, even that, honest. even if they've got to go tell them the truth, like give people the tools to grow give them the tools to be better. Like, you know, if, especially I'm always amazed by um, um, women's brands, women empowerment brands who really don't develop other women. Like, yeah, I would hate to be like that kind of organization, right? Like be consistent all the way through. I, I you know, I'm, I, I don't want to follow you on Instagram. You've got all these inspirational memes, but the people that work for you are miserable and, you know, like, you know, you're not developing your own people. So I think that it's really important to take ownership, responsibility for the people that are in your sphere and push them to greatness. I believe that iron sharpens iron. Um, so I want, I want fantastic people around me. I, I want to see the people around that I'm in partnership, that I'm in a relationship with. I want to see you win. So what does that look like? Um, that means being willing to coach and being coachable. So as we wrap up, um, you know, what, what would be your single most important piece of advice for a woman who is wanting to step up and be the best version of herself professionally? 
I'm a big, this is going to surprise you. You're going to be like, where did that come from? But I'm a big fan of creating your own curriculum. Mm. I think we live in the most amazing time. Like you can learn to make a bomb on YouTube if you want to. Like there's anything, any skill, any capability that you want to learn is right at your fingertips, right? You can listen to the smartest scholars talk about any given subject. And it's amazing that all we do is watch cat videos. <laughs> you know, it's, it really is. It's like, you, can, you, can, you can't afford to attend that conference in Paris. That's okay. The whole thing is online. You can watch the whole thing. And I think that, um, that really having a commitment to, be, to going pro, right? And when I say go pro, I mean that you really try in every way possible to have mastery of your content. Like you are, you, you are controlling the information. You are knowledgeable. I always think it's really powerful um, when somebody says to me, oh, um, I want to be a casting agent. Oh, okay. Well, what are the biggest casting agents in the country? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Can you, do they have any casting agencies outside of LA or New York? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay, so you don't want to be a casting agent. Like you're just talking about it. I, I think that when you take control of the information and you stop talking about what you're going to do and you start really gathering the information and take action and start doing it, no one can stop you. And, and you know, the, we talk a lot about the internet being um, an equalizer because of, of information. And for a lot of people, it hasn't done that. It's left a lot of people behind. So I think if you want to really be a force for the, for the future, really take control of the information in your craft, in, in your space, and just consume it. And just instead of watching The Bachelor and putting that nonsense into your mind, put, you know, the, the latest uh, uh, speaker about your specialty um, on and, and feed your brain different stuff. I believe what you feed grows. So you want to be a beast, do what beasts do. And they, they consume information that makes them better. Amazing. Oh, thank you, Denise. That, this was such a great conversation. I love everything that you shared with us. And this is you recovering from um, uh, an illness. So I, I hate to see what you're like. You must be a, a beast, quote unquote, in terms of <laughs> your um, power of communication when you're at full capacity too. It's, um, it's been such an honor to speak to you. I really also was so enjoyed every aspect of that conversation. Thank you for making the time to chat with us. Uh, thank you for reaching out and thank you for um, walking the talk. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you choosing to spend your time with us. For more inspiration, uplifting conversations and connections with like-minded, driven and determined women around the world, head over to our website, thenookonline.com and become a member. Our Nook podcast listeners can take advantage of our founding membership special and get 50% off an annual membership by using the code NOOKPODCAST50. And if you liked and enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate, review, and share. Thanks so much.